So, Zach Schneider, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Schneider, yeah. Schneider, awesome. Yeah. All right, so, Zach, welcome to the Cyclist of Chicago podcast. I think this is going to be... I am excited. ...the very first episode, if it's good enough, right? I'm honored. I, I would be honored to be I your first uh, guest. If it doesn't pan out well, we might have to say that the first one's going to be whatever the next one is, or... I might be discouraged and not do anything anymore, but just a little background on this, and I think you have or know a little mm -hmm. bit about this, but Cyclist of Chicago was something that I came up when I came to the city because I think it comes from the, the idea that people think cyclists are a certain group of people that have certain things in common, and it's usually that they think there's more in common than there is in actuality. And I think I know this because I'm a cyclist. I've been a cyclist for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I've met a lot of cyclists that I do not have anything in common with, right? And a lot of them we meet at every uh, light on our commute home and or wherever. Even at the trail, even wherever you yeah. find people that are not. So essentially, there's an interesting aspect about this, right? There's all types of cyclists. Um, there's all types of cyclists in this city. So I was curious and I wanted to start doing like uh, Humans of New York photography thing where I'll, I just stop people and say, hey, can I take a picture and get a few insights from you and try to see or try to portray kind of some of the differences between people that cycle in Chicago. It, and I think the, the thesis of it all is that cyclists are not cyclists. There's just regular people that happen to cycle, right? Yeah. And I think you, when I came to the city two years ago, were one of my very first, I mean, you and a bunch of others from the chain link mm -hmm. cycling friends and maybe some people at the trails. Um, so I thought it might be appropriate to get you on here as one of the first guests. Yeah. And maybe no, do it. a pilot thing here. No, I remember when I first saw you in, I think it was the Facebook group for Payless, and you did this video going there on the orange line. I'm like this guy is amazing i want to be friends with this guy and uh yeah and then you became an ambassador for the chain link and i was on the team and then yeah it was uh downhill quote unquote <laughs> since then. yeah that was a uh, uh, very fun uh and i i still do it um i think it uh, people th it's like an hour commute like an hour and a half commute mm -hmm. to get out to the trails but it's it's good to listen to podcasts it's good to just like chill it's been two years since i moved to the city it's been two years since i've had a car and i don't miss it i hate being in traffic i hate like the responsibility that comes with it so i don't mind like somebody else is driving I'm just chilling and i'm getting to the trail so yeah that's pretty cool um i think one major thing that comes up to me when i thought about you for the podcast is you just got hit by a car very recently i got hit by two cars oh, okay. <laughs> please elaborate how did that go um so i've been a cyclist for many years i've done this commute um probably over five thousand ten thousand miles over the timeline of you know three or four years um i was uh 
So what where what what's the commute from where to where? So what's I've I live take? on the north side. I've taken Elston. I've taken Clybourne. I've taken Lincoln. I've done um, LSD. I've done, I've you name it. I've done it. Uh, one w- one year I do wanted to do a different round every every time I went um, to work and um, I work in Lincoln Park now, so I don't work in the loop. So my commute is cut from uh, five uh, from like. 10 miles to five miles or so. So I was actually on my way to Rafa and I was biking down Elston. Okay. Elston's a pretty safe, you know, they just redid the construction over there and I was going uh, southbound. Um, it was backed up traffic um, at Elston and Logan, the light. Um, a woman made a left turn and so I so left turn uh, towards you, right? Uh, you, uh, a left turn. No, el- so I was on Elston. Traffic. I was on Elston, and she made a left turn on Elston to Sherbert. Okay. Um, so, which is just one block um, south of uh, Logan. And uh, backed up traffic. She didn't see me. Um, and I hit the car um, and flew over the top of the car, and ambulance Shit. came, took me to the hospital. Um, got knocked unconscious, cracked my helmet. Oh, wow. So you immediately got knocked down unconscious after you flew over the car. I don't know if you saw the, um, the, uh, actual, uh, helmet, but there's a nice little crack down the side of the helmet where I got hit and, uh, lessons learned. I, um, just tried to, um, like reevaluate what I could have done differently, what she could have done differently. Um, so you didn't have the opportunity to be angry at her at any point because you I, were immediately out. I was, I was out. Um, I was in the back of the ambulance, and they gave me her ID, and I took a photo of it. But you do recall the moments before this happened, right? Yeah, I, like, saw, I, shit, saw, I saw her pull out right in front of me, and I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah. And I literally had milliseconds of reaction time, and... I woke up and um, the first person I called um, besides my uh, ICE contact was uh, Mike Keating. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Keating at I all. I do not. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, Mike Keating is a lawyer for Illinois Bicycles. Um, so you, Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. You know my the tattoo on my yeah, leg? Yeah. And, and I love that. The logo, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I actually got that tattoo before I knew who he was. <laughs> um, I met him at the Rite of Silence. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I got this tattoo. <laughs> Not knowing, don't sue me. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, I still have shoulder pain uh, from that accident. And it didn't discourage me. My bike, unfortunately, was completely damaged. Um, there was the aluminum frame. It was bent. Um, aluminum frames and bend and like any type of dent in the frame is compromised. Unfortunately... That was one of my um, uh, race bikes, so I Ooh. was sad to see that go. The bike was worth a little over two grand. Yeah, and and I think the reason I bring this up, um, it's because I think also it might be worth to, to give a little bit of background in terms of uh, why I think also this podcast makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you know, Zach, I'm not from Chicago. I'm mm-hmm. not from the States. I'm from Mexico. I'm here mm-hmm. on a work visa. I do finance consulting. So I do feel still as an outsider here, and I do feel like I'm a 
not a tourist per se, but somebody that's looking like out and towards the inside, right? Uh, as, as somebody from not from here. And I've been hit by a car too. Mm -hmm. I think all cyclists have. And I, I remember when I was hit, I was like, my first immediate response was like, okay, that's it. Like, I'd always think like, just based on statistics, like it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. You, I, I rode like maybe five, five times or six times a week. And I was like, statistically, it's got to happen sometime. Mm -hmm. I was obviously very, very, very angry when it happened. It was totally um, the driver's fault. Yeah. But the outcome of it was something very expected in Mexico, which was, what the hell are you doing as a cyclist? I mean, this is not a, a city that's made for cyclists. Mm -hmm. This is in Amsterdam. This is in the United States, man. This is, this is Mexico. Yeah. We don't ride bikes here, right? Um, that was, I, I was very pissed off about that. Um, but I, when I, when I came here, I mean, we in other countries have very like, uh, high expectations of the U S and mm -hmm. I think when I've came here, I'm, I was delighted and I'm still am, I think it's a very safe city. Drivers are generally, um, looking out for cyclists, which doesn't happen in, in other countries. Yeah. Um, so, but I know there's still some sort of, uh, well, not ne not necessarily outrage, but there there's cyclists do feel certain uh, a little bit unsafe here. Yeah. So is that something that that you feel is happening here? Do you feel like drivers are out of control and or anything like that? No, I can't say drivers are out of control. I am a driver. I don't own a car, but I do drive in the city. Um, and no, I do feel safe and unsafe at certain times, but. It's just like driving a car. You have to know what be you have to be a um, defense offensive driver, defensive driver as well as a defensive cyclist. And you know, if you see something blocking you, you know, make, make do the common gesture and you know put your arm out, check over your shoulder, um, just as you would expect a car to check their mirrors before you know avoiding said accidents. For me, I think the biggest issue here is that running red lights. No, no, not at all. Well, <laughs> I do stop at red li at red lights. Um, I would love to say because I'm such a responsible cyclist, but mm -hmm. uh, it's more because I like to catch my breath. I'm not in a hurry. I'm a oh, slow. Yeah. Like I, I, I commute slowly to work. I'm not in a hurry to get there. Everyone's <laughs> in a hurry, and that's like if you go to Colorado. There's yeah. no one's in a hurry. They're, I they're just happy. No, I, I totally agree with you. I don't know what's wrong with the city, but even yeah. like. On a Sunday, sometimes you go into the subway, you go into the park or mm -hmm. whatever, and somebody's right behind you, like oh, yeah. trying to get past. It. They're, like, they're on their way to relax. church. They're like, I need to, get to church right now. <laughs> but yeah. um, I think uh, my point was not that um, uh, I know that it's drivers hate that. But I think one element of driving is that when you're on the car, you don't feel the weight of the car. You don't feel mm -hmm. the, the, the magnitude of, of what you are doing at the time. It's yeah. air conditioned. You're in there sealed. You don't hear the noises. Yeah. You don't hear anything. Um, so it's easy to just turn the, the, the wheel and, and go in somewhere. And then you feel it when you hit something. Yes. It feels like, oh, my God. And, and I've, I've, I'm also a driver, and I've crashed before. So I know it's that feeling where, oh, my God, like big. Like even if, you, if you're parking and you feel when you hit something, yeah. like it feels like heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think drivers in general will say, all right, users of the road are all equal. But in my opinion, they're not. Yeah. Um, if you are – 
flying a, a Boeing 707, it's very different than if you're out in a Cessna, right? And I think the weight difference might be even larger mm -hmm. compared to a car. So you need different types of credentials and you certainly need to be more responsible when you're yes. So I understand that cyclists may be a little bit uh, sometimes irresponsible, mm -hmm. but the weight of the responsibility, I think a lot of people, oh, well, drivers will hate this. And I hope to have someday a driver right here in this podcast. Oh, we should get an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I think the weight, right now in Chicago. The, 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 the weight of the responsibility should fall on the users that have a significantly yeah. higher consequence uh, vehicle that they're using, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're if you're wanting us to pay tax, if you're wanting us to have a, a license to to ride a bike, then it should be proportional. Right. So it's got to be several levels lower of magnitude of how much you need yeah. to either pay or actually go through to get that, because it shouldn't be on you. I mean, you could run over somebody, but it, the consequences are, l are way uh, less significant yeah. and. Even, uh, and, and, and I think it's very evident when you hit a parked car, right? Yeah. What happens? It's not a big deal. <laughs> no. Now, that being said, I know cyclists that also have cars and licenses, and they pay Chicago like in insurance and city stickers and all that stuff. You know, so are they going to be double charged now? Like, that's sort of unjust. Sort of like, you know, would a motorcycle have to pay a different, um, like, because – they still have to pay this, the tags and stuff as well as the right. car. Um, but yeah, when you were saying uh, with, psych or with drivers not um, being aware of their abilities, like when you swing open a door, so that was my next accident, was a, I got doored recently. Literally 30 oh, days. so these are two separate two incidents? Two separate incidents. I, I, yeah. I didn't get that. Uh, yeah, so I got, wow. I, got, I got a left cross in October, and then I got a, um, a door to, the to oh, my man. bike on Clybourne, which was 30 days prior. And um, like she opened the door, just swung it out. And literally, I didn't get the inside of the door. I actually got pushed um, into oncoming traffic. And that's where I dislocated my uh, little Your finger, my finger, right? yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So I didn't get that those were two different situations yeah. right there. And I broke, and I and I broke two bikes. I actually broke over five thousand dollars worth of uh, bicycles. No, but so okay. So walk me through that other incident. What happened? So I was going to work, um, and I was back on my I was back on my bike. I was on my different bike. This was my 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 cross bike, my cycle cross bike. Yeah. And you know. Um, I recently um, did an estimate of uh, the market retail value of that bike because I was trying to get insurance. And I was doing some in investigations, and that bike was worth over $3,000. Oh, okay. And uh, she, I was biking down Clybourne. She saw the first cyclist in front of me but didn't see the second, which was me, swung the door open, and it pushed me, like, out. And it actually – the door dented the bottom two – tube of my frame and like yeah my that bike is no longer it's scrap metal in a sense so, well not in a sense it is scrap metal yeah you can't repair that stuff no no and so what was the the aftermath like the right then and there with that I, person i i got thrown from the bike uh, my adrenaline was high i looked at like i was like freaking out i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh 
I look at my hand and you saw what my finger looked like. Yep. And if you want to throw in like a little screenshot of what my finger looked like in the podcast, that's fine. I'll I give will you. certainly do yeah. that. Yeah. We'll put a disclaimer yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could give you the x-ray too, if you wanted, but <laughs> no, I was like, I'm a, I'm a programmer by trade and my fingers is what puts food on my table. I was furious and she locked herself in the car, waited for the cops to show up. Ambulance went and I went to Northwestern um, shortly after they, you know, pulled my finger, um, sent me on my way, um, set up, you know, therapy and all this for uh, rehabilitation to my finger. Um, I called Mike Keating again because so. But yeah. what happens immediately after? I mean, is it police the, called? Uh, so the first thing to do. Called? What people don't know that I've I've noticed is you treat a bike accident as if it's a car accident. You exchange information. You um, get a police report because if you don't, it's like it never happened. So that's very important. So and what does a police report say? Does it say? It only says what happened. It doesn't assign any any uh, party that's guilty for whatever happened. Uh, you'd have to talk to a cop on that one. I don't know exactly. Like, so when I got that a happened whole to you, report. you didn't wait for the... No, I waited for the cops to show up. The cops were the first ones to show up. Okay. Then the firemen showed up, and then the ambulance showed oh, up. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, then I got in the back of the ambulance, and they took me downtown to Northwestern, and I missed another day of work. Shit. Okay, yeah. So, and, and, and that... I think uh, kind of goes into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is uh, so here's a cyclist that got doored. That's that could be anybody right mm -hmm. there. So who is Sack? What do you do for a living? I mean, you're not a cyclist for a living, no. right? We all wish. We I were. wish I was, but yeah. no. we're all trying to get there though, different ways. But yeah. we'll see. <laughs> so what do you do for a living? You said you're a programmer. I'm a, I'm a web programmer, right? Yeah. Um, work for a uh, company that creates uh, web-based applications for um, uh, high school students and college coaches. So like learning programs? Is that what uh, you're doing? It helps it uh, scouting for um, high school athletes to find college scholarships and college coaches to find high school athletes to bring them into their college. Oh, wow. Interesting. So that's what you've been doing for a while now? Is that what you did? Uh, you I started there it'll be two years in March. Two years in March. I've so been writing code since the late 90s. Wow. So when it wasn't that cool. Yeah. Like, I used to write Flash applications. I think people now, like, they want to get their kids coding when they're, like, in elementary school. I have school. a daughter <laughs> that's 10 years old, and I try to get her to learn Python. So It's 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 a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but nowadays, it, it didn't used to be. Is that something you did in college? Uh, did you uh, do... College, I did AV. I was audiovisual. What's AV? Oh, audiovisual. Yeah. And you were calling me the videographer? What's what's audiovisual? Is there anything um, like I did uh, multimedia based application development where oh with okay Flash so still programming right in a sense yeah well like Photoshop and Illustrator like I was I was really good with the uh, visual aspect of things oh got it okay so you don't do any of that anymore uh, I I'm I do more front end web based applications instead of the back end so okay. but I can switch between both so and you did say before we got on this podcast do what you love is kind of your philosophy no yeah I I so do I, I do what I love and I love what I do so that's programming yeah oh wow but I'm you beginning get in the to zone, love like I'm the Facebook uh, the social media movie where oh. they're like oh my god it's 
Facebook's a whole nother can of worms. No, no, no. <laughs> sure, no. But that, <laughs> um, I think for us, they're not, or for me, I'm not going to say us because I'm a weird individual. And I don't know a lot about programming. And what I do know is sometimes what's portrayed in Hollywood, and I do remember that social media mm-hmm. movie where it oh, showed you're these guys about programming. The yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not, like, it's, that's made for Hollywood. Right, but they get like in the zone or whatever and they're like yeah. programming and like don't if if you want to see what hacking actually looks like you'll be very bored well i saw the movie hackers yeah it's nothing like that. <laughs> i'm kidding no that was like 3d stuff yeah. like that was very funny how it's not like that at all um but you do so you you love programming more than you do cycling uh no i have loved biking since I was a young lad. Like I actually waited to get my license till I was like 17 because I just biked everywhere in Indiana. And this is right. before bike lanes was a thing. So, yeah. So you're from Indiana? Is that the thing? Yes. I'm originally uh, from uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Fort Wayne? Where is that? Uh, it's uh, north uh, east Indiana. Northeast Indiana. So yeah. far away from Brown County because everybody tells me I got to go there. I don't know Brown County. You don't know Brown County? I it's don't supposed know to be County. like the mountain bike, the place to go for mountain biking. And you're from Indiana and I'm not from Indiana. I'm the worst. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I know Keystone. Well, Keystone's in, Keystone, in uh, Colorado. <laughs> no, not Keystone. What's the one in Wisconsin? Oh, that's uh, um, Copper. Cop- no. No, it's not Copper. Is it not? It's... Uh, all right, pull out your phones. Let's take a look and Google this. Yeah, because I brought the laptop. I didn't really realize there was not going to be any internet connection. And yeah. I it's it, I should know this because I want to go there. Yeah. Um, you're talking about the Upper Peninsula of Michigan or Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh, you're talking about Wisconsin, right? I thought for a second there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still thinking that this is going to be related to the Upper Peninsula because that is uh, Copper Harbor, isn't it? No, Wisconsin, there's nothing. Is it Marquette? Uh, is it that is in, 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 in Michigan even? I have no idea. Yeah, it's interesting for me that one of the weirdest aspects of what's gone, gone through my life is that I grew up in a town that had 3,000 feet of elevation in trails, like right out of my backyard. And that's what I thought biking was. I thought biking was going up hills and going downhill. I thought that that this was kind of the way that people did this. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I moved away that I was like, oh, my God. Like I thought the best place to be would be some sort of surfing town and that kind of stuff. Uh, but when I moved away, I moved away to North Carolina to do my master's degree. That's when mm-hmm. I uh, got to the to the States four years ago, actually. And it was significantly more flat than, than Mexico, than my uh, hometown. And I was like, okay, um, I think I, I didn't appreciate what I had when I had it. So... Then I moved to Illinois, which I just recently learned is the second flattest state in the country, even flatter than Kansas. Yeah, no, you're right. And Kansas really isn't that flat. Right. I mean, people think this. Um, and I think the first is Florida, which is another place yeah. I, stu- I spent seven months doing an internship. But they do have mountain biking there mm-hmm. and they do have mountain biking here, which is awesome. I think yes. bikers find a way 
Like, I mean, in theory, too, you'd want kind of elevation to do road biking or to do cross, which is one yeah. thing you do. Yeah, but cycle cross. Uh, state championships is this Sunday at Montrose. So state championships. Uh, Fortunately, I'm, not, I'm on the injured list, so I'm not racing. Where's the rest of the – is it all kind of Chicago? It's all around Chicago. Around? It's okay. like um, as far as Woodstock and as close as uh, Montrose. So here's the thing I don't like about – well, uh, okay. I spoke too early there. I don't mind cyclocross. I don't mind any form of cycling. I think they're great. Um, I'd However, rather do whatever. Yeah. But what I don't get is uh, I want to get on a bike, but it seems like in cyclocross it's just ways to get off the bike and then back on the bike again. <laughs> now, if you have a full suspension mountain bike, yeah, I don't. I understand where you get from you're this. You're going to be really slow if you do that, right? Um, well, yeah, if you're going to try to get off that bike, but – you can bunny hop these barriers. And some people do, right? As do I, yes. Oh, there we go. Okay, so you don't get off the bike. Yeah, I can, but I also, like, there's other situations where you don't get off the bike. Well, going up is also when people sometimes get off the bike. Yeah, well, I'm also running single speed. Okay. So I actually don't have any gears, so I choose my best gearing, which this season was 1838 Okay. Um, gear ratio. It's almost a two to one. And I actually was going up hills at Dan Ryan Woods. Got it. Yes. Okay. So very, very valid point. If you're running a single speed, there's obviously going to be a point yeah. where the incline is too yep. much. I don't care who you are. Uh, that is true. I think, that, and that's what I've realized, that my approach to biking is flawed. I, I, so I started biking as a kid because I just wanted to kind of, get away and like yeah i did the same thing bit. with bmx um and then i went into the trails and i was like oh this is mm -hmm. the thing and then i got a mountain bike and the thing is the mountain bike could do could kind of go anywhere yeah it didn't need to so i i never wanted to get another bike because it couldn't go anywhere so um and i think that as a kid having two bikes for yourself is like too much yeah um so the mountain bike was the one that could go anywhere. And then I was always very interested in dirt bikes. And I think that's why also like the appeal to mountain biking. Do right? you have a dirt bike? I had, uh, when oh, I was okay. in Mexico, I competed like in enduro races, which nice. is, I think it's, it, it, it predates mountain biking mm -hmm. enduro for a long time. And the interesting thing about it is that this I makes learned sense for your love of Fox. Fo <laughs> do I, do I love Fox? Fox racing. Well, I do have a Fox Shock, and I do fa have yeah. a Fox Fork, and I do have Renthal yeah. bars uh, for the bike. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of think. I noticed a trend. <laughs> I think that if it's good for dirt bikes, it's good for bikes, but then it might, that's why my bike's 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but it ne it's never broke. Well, every anything that has broken, it's been replaced with yeah. something that doesn't break anymore. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, the two things that I was really uh, that I liked a lot were biking and the downhill aspect of biking mm -hmm. and, 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 and dirt biking enduro, which I think the cool aspect of dirt biking enduro is going up hills. Mm -hmm. It's like technical uphills that are interesting, not the downhill oh, yeah. portions of it. So I've always been interested in terms of biking and going up technical stuff mm -hmm. without like getting your foot down. And going down pretty gnarly stuff. So th I'm biased that no, way. No, I get it. <laughs> well, so when I was in Keystone, Colorado this summer, um, as we talked about um, prior to this, and uh, I rented a road bike. 
Yeah. I go I go to Colorado and I get like an endurance. It was like a giant um, defy or something like that. And I went, I did like a 30 mile loop around the, the lake, which was intense at like 15, 3000 feet of elevation, whatever it was. And uh, I actually, first day I went down the descent, uh, which I hit 45 miles an hour. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next day I went the other way and going up that hill. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, do not put your foot down. Do not put your foot down. Don't put your foot down. <laughs> yes. And it's, I actually, I don't know what felt better having like the ability of knowing that you could fly off the side of this mountain at 40 plus miles an hour or making it up that side of that mountain. Like these aren't hills. These are mountains. Yeah. Um, going up the side of this mountain and not putting the foot down. And like, I actually had to slow down going down the descent because the cars were going too slow. Oh, wow. You were going faster than cars. Well, which isn't the first time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, that's certainly interesting, but I think your approach to biking and how you got into it wasn't like that, right? No, you yeah. You certainly so, got in before. Yeah. And I think I'm getting a vibe uh, from being here that uh, even though whatever I want to say about cyclocrossers, it seems like they're the ones who got bored with road, ra- road racing or want a little bit more and a little bit more gnarly mm-hmm. stuff. So it seems like it's like a special kind of breed of cyclists. So what I was told, um, people can correct me if I'm wrong, but cyclocross was road racers in the off season that wanted to still ride their bikes. Um, And that's why it's a little bit roady, but not really. And mountain bikes didn't come into uh, like later. Cyclocross has been around for 20 years. I didn't know this. So it's probably predates mountain biking. Yeah. That makes sense actually. And the thing is bikes in general, can go pretty much anywhere. So if you have the skills, right? Yeah. And you'll notice a lot of cyclocross races happen here in Chicago on golf courses. Oh, I didn't know Um, this. Because they're going to tear Like it's off season for golf and they're going to tear up this grass anyways. Why not have fun on it before they do it? Right. Okay. So you're going through sand pits and stuff like that. But you certainly got into biking before cyclocross and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, no. So you, and you said you started off with BMX. Was BMX. there a lot of BMX going on here in Chicago? No. So I'm from Indiana. Oh, right. Yeah. I, moved, I moved to Chicago, no, too. So um, when I was growing up, I had like a old dyno from back in the day. And I did flatland, uh, freestyle, BMX. Um, we had a little bit of like dirt jumps in the trails behind Similar to, uh, have you been to the garden here yeah, in Chicago? No, that's big. It's yeah. like the garden, but smaller. Um, yeah, more yeah. pump track. It, yeah. Uh, with, well, it, I mean, BMX jumps in general are more like kind of on the long side mm-hmm. versus the. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the garden's pretty intimidating because you got to go up, like, oh, yeah. pretty arch. And up. if you go slow, you're not going to. Oh, no. no you're going you're you're to hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah. But still, I think uh, one of the funny things about all this stuff is that. Uh, as gnarly as mountain bike can seem, as gnarly as BMX or dirt jumping may seem, I think road and commuting and, well, not necessarily cyclocross, but road and commuting might be the more dangerous aspects of riding bikes because the consequences are huge. I've seen, like, Like, people that go down Have you been to crit races? No, I haven't. But I I saw this, uh, Jeremy, right? He he uploaded a video of these, uh, I think this, it, it was this crit race that you were not supposed to have brakes on. Oh, the Red Hook. That's fucking 
<laughs> so it's a fixed gear race in New York, Red Hook, and yeah, it's fixed gear, so no brakes. Um, if you want to stop, you just stop pedaling. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that. So it, okay, so how does that work? It's, it's if you stop pedaling. Mm-hmm. So there's two, th- and, and, and I mean I should know this, but there's fixed uh, gear, and mm-hmm. then there's single speed fixed gear. Uh, a single speed, a single spe- speed bike still has a free hub, mm-hmm. which if you stop pedaling keeps going, right? But the single speed, the wheel doesn't keep going if you stop. So, uh, uh, you, you're sort of right. No, so uh, single speed, a fixed gear is single speed, but single speed isn't necessarily always fixed gear. Right. So yes, a fixed gear is a fixed hub. So if you pedal backwards, you will go backwards. You will go backwards. You pedal forward, so you will go forward. Is this what you ride? I used to <laughs> before I wrecked the bike. Right. Um, I, I took it down to Northbrook or up to Northbrook to the track. Um, There's a velodrome. And is this what they ride on crit races? Uh, no, not necessarily. Oh, okay, got it. Fixed like, oh. crit races, but no, some crit races they'll ride like a specialized LA's, like no, a no, road no, bike. No, no, but I mean this, the like this race, Jeremy. The red hook, yes, yes. So you have to. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So you, but then you can't really stop if you just stop pedaling because the momentum's too so high. So what right? you do is you like uh, you lock your feet and you pe- you like slam backwards so like do you ever have like a coaster break and as a kid yeah but i think isn't that different because it is different you have a break well yeah it's your coaster break but no it's similar in the instance where you stop your feet and you skid backwards and you lock up the back wheel and you skid out got it that's pretty impressive um the hardest part i think um, so you've done one of these no (laughs) no i'm too old for that um I, i have kids now uh but no if you go into like a corner and you're going you're going tight like you can't stop pedaling so if you scrape your pedal you'll be scraping your pedal against the street depending on how low you go on that turn yeah you're right because you couldn't you, you gotta time it just right to, yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about that you wouldn't be able to because like, you're, you're familiar with motocross where you stick out the banana knee the banana knee or is what, that what, what they what, call it uh banana whatever uh, someone told me it's like something like that but it's like you put your knee out and you go into the corner flat out foot out that as well yeah <laughs> well yeah that's, you, that's you, for balance and you, though and you, yeah and you can't do that on the fixed gear like you don't yeah, remove your feet right. from the pedals yeah because otherwise it just spins out yeah. and then you can't get back on them you would eventually but yeah do you do people use clits on that uh they use cleats or straps straps <laughs> is that a thing no i thought that was like for newbie mountain bike or, or i mean in general bikers that no you use kind of not uh, cages straps oh okay so what uh it's just like a velcro straps to go around your feet oh wow that's pretty interesting so that way you can have flat pedals so in this world that's like the baddest like you're really badass if you do that stuff i think you're a badass if you can go down the side of a mountain at 50 plus miles an hour yeah but on a full suspension you mountain hit bike. dirt which is way more uh, i don't know way more but it is more uh, forgiving than and even rock I've, I've i've gone down on pavement it's have you awesome. seen like people are now are doing downhill snow mountain biking well yeah i tried that in palos in the little spots that i could did you see that video i did not <laughs> you did not see that i'll have video. to check it out <laughs> so i did the very same video uh i i put it i put a little bit more effort into it and i just tried to do 
like what it is to go out snow riding in Palos in in the winter, which is okay, but there's not enough. You're right. There's not enough uh, incline to do like a big downhill. Yeah. Although I found a little. I'm talking about like Utah. Oh, is that? Did you share one of yeah. those videos? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly, which yeah. makes me even doubt more the fat bike trend, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, moving on from this, you, you said uh, you still haven't got to how you got into biking, right? Yeah, so I got into biking. Um, I got my first bike. Uh, it was like a dyno air. It was back in the mid-90s. And I just loved it. I took, I washed that bike with a Windex and I cleaned it and I made it my own. And like, it was, I loved it. I love bikes. My dad was a big car guy. I was a big bike guy. Well, Indiana, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of car guys there. Yeah. It's the Indianapolis, right? The Indy 500. Indy 500. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a uh, like whole trickle from um, Days of Thunder kind of vibe? In a sense, That's yeah. what people from other countries yeah. feel like Indiana is like. Yeah. Pretty cool movie though. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we never got big into NASCAR, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad. Uh, oddly enough, my dad's a big car guy. Mm-hmm. See, this is one of the things that I I, I argue, and I was telling my dad the other day because he was here uh, for Thanksgiving, and I was telling him because he does drag racing, right? Mm-hmm. And drag racing is one of those like high horsepower. What does he drive? He drives. He actually has. Or well, race. he had three cars. That at one point yeah um my dad has three cars he started with a malibu 81 okay. uh way back in the day um and he grew from that i think his next car was a camaro a 68 that he my dad has a 69 z28 th- those are awesome this one's a, an ss 68 that he got actually from grand rapids michigan wow. that was my first time in chicago way back yeah. um it's and we great, just it's we, a great car we just were here for a couple of days but um, the interesting thing about that visit is that while we were going to Grand Rapids, my dad and the mechanic that works on his car, we were all on this trip. And he decided – he saw uh, that there was like raceway thing mm-hmm. uh, in the, near the side of the, of the highway. And he was like, oh, let's go check it out. And there was races going on mm-hmm. that night. And the funniest thing is that I told my dad and I told him recently, I reminded him, is that there's absolutely – if you go to a, a, a drag strip like that back in Mexico, mm-hmm. it's the same. Like the people are doing the same thing. Yep. They're driving similar cars. They're like, they like similar things yet. Mm-hmm. These individuals there and over there on mm-hmm. Mexico, they think they're so different. <laughs> they, they're both into the same things. They're probably both the same religion. Right. Yeah. But for some reason we think that, that there there's this like huge divide between what Mexico is, for example, mm-hmm. where I'm from and the U S whereas no, um, I think nowadays is the world's enough global that you talk to a biker here, you talk to a biker in Mexico and it's pretty much the same. Yeah. If you go to Mexico and you watch the commuters out there mm-hmm. or the messengers or anything, you'll yeah. be like, I, there was a, uh, um, a cat in Mexico. Did you see that uh, video of uh, that they did like a documentary mm-hmm. on it? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I uh, heard there were alley cat races here. Yeah. Did you ever partake? No, I've never been in an alley cat. <laughs> I've helped uh, with an alley cat here in Chicago, but I never actually raced but in one. What's the legality of all that stuff? Like it's it a bike ha- messenger thing, I believe. But it happens under the radar. Is that the thing? Uh, I 
don't know the logistics behind it. Okay. I, I don't know the legalities out behind it either. Yeah, and that's probably how it should be. I don't yeah. think it's... If you okay. want some messengers, I could introduce you to a few, so... Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing I've always wanted because I've heard you could do that like Uber now where you can like like just sign up somewhere and like mm-hmm. be a messenger. Oh, really? And I've I've always thought that's like the ultimate test of if like, you're really uh, a biker. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, that you kind of your services are online and there's web pages like Uber that do courier things and and then you just get a message yeah. you need this from here to there. I've always thought that's like the ultimate biker thing you can do yeah. to prove. But I would try to do it on a mountain bike, which I thought it was stupid until recently that I saw this guy that does it on a DV. Yeah. Seriously? Yo, seriously. Remember that thing? Uh, there was this DV event uh, back in that somebody in the chain link uh, shared. Was it the triathlon? No, no, no. There was. Uh, the guy did, uh, a, did the DV on a triathlon. No, did a triathlon on a DV. That's pretty cool. But no, it was DV wanted to get insights from customers, mm-hmm. and uh, I met this the the marketing person for DV, mm-hmm. and I follow her now on on online. And mm-hmm. she shared recently, like she was like, "Oh, I'm, I I saw this guy again, this this guy that's a messenger, and he works out of a DV." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my God, that happens! I, I guess I could do it on a mountain bike." Yeah, there's no reason you couldn't. No, I, there's no reason, but I guess there's all these, like, unspoken rules about stuff, especially in the biking world. Hey, well, as long as you got two wheels, r- r- rubber no, side down. but that's not the reality of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the realistic approach. And, like, like, when I first did cross, I didn't have a cross bike. You know what I did it on? My 26-inch mountain bike. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty badass. So. But I've heard there's a few people. But there's few. There's people. There's I've a handful of people. I've seen that does people it. do cross races on mountain bikes, full suspension mountain bikes. I've seen one do it on a tandem bike. Wow. So, yeah. actually, I told Jasmine about this. I think I wanna. I'm sorry. I do the pronunciation bad. Jasmine. Well, you always which correct one? There's me Jasmine on this. and there's Yasmine. I'm usually talking about Yasmine. The president of Chainlink or the president? Is she still the president pre- of yeah, Chainlink? Yes, okay. of course. Good. I didn't know that. Well, I wasn't sure if you're talking about Yasmin or you're talking about Jasmine, the the <laughs> I'm the German about uh, triathlete. Yasmin. Yasmin. That's yes. and you yes. correct me, and you're right. Um, with a Y. Yes. With a Y. Yeah. And she. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. She. No. What? You were talking to Yasmin about something. <laughs> See. This is why uh, I you need... You need a little note sheet. Do I? That, I do that for work. Yeah. I don't want to do that here. No, just like, just write, like, if you have, like, just write a note, like, like, like a, um, a timeline. A timeline of things? I Well, yeah. I think there's enough structure in my work We could life. talk for hours about bikes, so yeah. Well... We're and we're, we're and I think the idea of this podcast is for it to be a one hour th- an hour mm-hmm. one hour show, not longer than that, and just to get insights and perhaps talk a- about a few things that are interesting to, to, to individuals that bike. But I, I and I come from it from my angle, and I do think we were talking about this that there are a lot of unspoken rules. You said, and oh, I I remember what I was going to say now. I was telling Yasmin uh, that I want to make a documentary about Cross here. Yeah. Um, 
I think that's going to be an interesting like challenge for me. I've never done like a proper documentary, but I think you guys are pretty nuts. And it's going to be out interesting. Sunday. Yeah, no, that's the the bad thing that it's the season's almost to an end, right? The season's end at end this, this Sunday. weekend, this Sunday, yeah. But didn't I see some winter races happen last there's an year? A, there's Afterglow, like? which is a unofficial cross race. But that's the cool stuff, right? With the yeah. with the hot tub and stuff. No, that's Montrose. So Montrose, that's this Montrose Sunday. Yeah, it's the Sunday. So what are we having better weather than last year? Because wasn't it like snowing or? Yeah, they still had a hot tub last year. I was in it. Oh, cool. But it w- the weather was worse. It was cold. Colder, right? Yeah. That like it's December and it's like 50 degrees outside. That's not normal, is it? No. Well, but it's good. I, I've had the mildest winter since I've come here, and people were always one warning me like you're gonna die in Chicago, and I probably should have. But I mean, global warming and all that good stuff's happening. Oh, global so. warming is not real. That's what our and president the says. And the earth is flat, right? Yeah, of course. It's it's crazy. By the way, I'm kidding. Do not quote me on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is interesting stuff because. Uh, that's the other thing. Like I've always looked up to you at the U S all my life. And then I come here and it's all, everybody's freaking out. Shit's upside down. Yeah. What happened? <sighs> I, n- I need another beer for this one. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> no, it, it is isn't. but, but we are right now in kind of a city. That's like a, a little bubble, right? Of, progressiveness and, yeah. and people that are that are i mean it's it's a large metropolitan area which makes sense but you come from not necessarily a large metropolitan so you mm-hmm. might have an insight on this what do people think about bikers over there in indiana if you're out there in the country road so growing up um i will say today biking in indiana in fort wayne in particular is they have their they have bike lanes now and they're actually more aware of cycling and safety um and uh but when i was a kid growing up if you saw a grown adult riding a bike you assumed that he was an alcoholic and had a dui and he just doesn't have a car (laughs) oh my god okay yeah that that's very much like mexico yeah yeah in mexico you would think he just doesn't have money for a car yeah so growing up but now it's different but now it's different like you know they actually have protect. They have bike lanes now and bike safety. There's a woman there right now, Jade, I believe her name is, and she's uh, like pushing bike safety and trying to build what Active Trans here in Chicago is doing. But I mean, there's still corners where that's a reality, right? Mm-hmm. And there's and and I think I even con- came in close close contact with that because I, I you probably heard, but I wanted to bike down to the Big Marsh. Mm-hmm. My very you first. You will love it. Have you not been there yet? No, I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My very first experience with that was that I asked this bike shop that I was telling you about. I was like, oh, hey, road? guys. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was that bike shop or another one, but oh. what they said is do not bike down there. I bike down there. If you do, it's a certainty that you'll get your bike snatched. And I was like, first of all, my snatched. bike's not that cool. What do you mean cool. Well, stolen for me. How? I yeah, that's a good question. Um, but I was like, wait, that's not. Um, but wait, that's weird. Cause, first of all, my bike's not that. I mean, it certainly has a lot of components, but they're old enough by now. Um, if they don't you knew, care, and they don't know. That's the other thing. But okay, so then 
I was like, okay, no way. So I need to find mass transportation. That was me. You take the red line. I didn't think through this. Uh, I just asked people. I think people on the ground uh, know better than you. So I did that. And then my second, uh, I still wanted to do it afterwards. And um, I think I posted on the chain link. I was like, hey, am I going to get robbed? And some people were like, hey, you shouldn't say that. Um, and I'm like, why? Like, I think it's important uh, to ask, like, in everywhere. No, I get it. In Mexico, too. Like, I could tell you where to go, where not to go. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, right? It's not a certainty that something's going to happen to you, but they told me uh, it's going to be really dangerous if you do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so they in, in the chain link, they said, no, you're going to be perfectly fine. Um, we bike over there. A couple of people said, yeah, we yeah. bike like, I biked there with Jeremy. But. Um, I've asked three people that are non-bikers since, um, Mm -hmm. there was one person that was installing the internet at my home the other day and I told them cause they lived past that cause this is 103rd street Mm -hmm. on the South. Um, and they said, what the hell? No, like, don't do that. And this was somebody that was not a biker, and this was somebody that was from there. Like, not that from there, but she lived close enough. And uh, I've had people at work, obviously. But, I mean, people at work, I don't think, are much acquainted with the south side of Chicago. When I did it, though, it was very calm. I think it was pretty cool to see, explore the neighborhoods. I went down Jeffrey. Is that the name of the street? I think so, yeah. And there's parks there. There's schools there. It was pretty awesome. So... But I didn't see bikes there. No, that one stretch is a little sketchy. Is it? Well, there's no bike lane, and it's you got cars going 50 plus miles an hour. I didn't see those. Maybe it was because maybe was I a did Sunday. a different route than you. I it was know. a Sunday. Yeah. Um, mine was on a Saturday. Um, no, no, but it's not like the one close to the lakefront. It's actually right. So I go right um, and then go through. Uh, a couple of neighborhoods. Some when I was going over the expressway. Yeah. Oh, that's a very bad street. Yeah. 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 That, I was on the sidewalk, but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No. I being from Mexico, like you get on the sidewalk. That's no. what you do. I mean, you're 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 courteous. Uh, you, you're not supposed to be going too fast on the sidewalk. But I'm thinking if I'm going. Well, like, legally, you're not supposed to be on the sidewalk correct. unless you're under the age of twelve. Right. Oh, I didn't know this. Really. Yes. You can get a, you can get cited for that. <laughs> Well, uh, in my opinion, but this is not a legality or anything, but if you're going at at uh, pedestrian speed mm-hmm. and you're not scaring anybody, then and you're probably saving your life yeah. because some driver's going 50 miles an hour. Yeah, that street, that's 103rd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was talking about, yeah. Oh, and going on, going towards there, um, what's the name of that street? It's, um, it's got a name of a person or something like yeah. that. That street, like people, somebody's told me somewhere, it's like, oh, yeah, there's where the, they throw the bodies of. <laughs> is the, that you'll, also you'll, no, that's that's urban, that's urban legend. Yeah. Oh, it, it, but it is an urban legend. I don't know. It's, oh, okay. It's just it's somebody just, somebody yeah. came up with. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, it didn't seem to me like that bad. And yeah, Big Marsh is a pretty nice place. How do people regularly get there when there's races? So do people people drive, people ride, or you take the red line and just. Get, take it all the way far as you can and then just ride from there. Cool. You've been there for the cyclocross? Yeah, races? I had a race there uh, the beginning of the season um, this year. And uh, it was sponsored by, I want to say Triple X, but I'm probably wrong. 
And there's um, been a couple of them, right? Yeah. Are they a, uh, somewhat more interesting than the rest I of them? I would be excited I mean, if all my races were at Big Marsh. Like uh, Big Marsh is a lot of fun. It's just a pain in the butt to get to. But it's but it's like a uh, skills area, right? It's mm-hmm. got a couple of wooden features and this and, and that's there. what I like about it. Oh, okay. So that's not regularly in your, at your cyclocross no, races. No, cyclocross right? is uh, there's a lot of endurance and like all the races are different and you can tell what is what based off of who created the course. Okay. So yeah, I, I, th- and they also do mountain bike races, but it's like uh, a big marsh. Yeah. yeah, I'm used to like it, it's like a big playground and a big skills course, yeah, but there's not much. like single track proper or anything like that. And I did go to the jumps; they're okay. Yeah. Um, some of them are too big because you kind of need like a dirt jump bike. I don't, I'm not used to like those kind of lips. Uh, yeah. And I wish I could learn, but I think I'm too old for I that think stuff. Y- you're younger than me. I think you should get a. Uh, I'm younger than you, like by a year, I think. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think you should get a cyclocross bike. I think you'd like it. But I w- I'm thinking about it a lot. I'm thinking about getting another bike in general, mm-hmm. but I'm having a hard time just because I'm going to put money into something that could have gone into a better replacement mountain bike for me, and I can't use it anywhere else but on the city, on yeah. the road. And I can't. And I'm used to going. I know th- there's a in legality plus one, thing baby. to in this. In plus one. I, I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know there's a legality to this thing, but I'm used to going on sidewalks. I'm used to going um, on downstairs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm going to wreck a bike like that, am I? No, I do that. I'm heavy, too. Are, are, do you? I, w- I go downstairs on my mountain, my, my cross bike. On your cross bike, and it's yeah. totally fine? Yeah. The rims don't fold up? like. No, if you get good rims. Okay. <laughs> so... Moving on, and I think we're getting close to what would be the end of the podcast. I think yeah. there's a couple of things I want to touch on, and 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 this I'm going to try to make a, something that that happens on every podcast. Um, and one thing is, what would be uh, your favorite piece of gear? That's one. Um, my helmet. No, but see, that's okay. Um, no, I no, certainly the more important piece of gear would be the helmet, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite. Well, and it the might ha- be the helmet was saved me from being a vegetable uh, well, when so I got when I got when hit you when went I got over hit by that the car. car. Yeah, um, but so gear. What do you mean by gear? Like uh, anything? No, no, no. The, the the helmet in this case, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Like you've just been hit by a car. Yeah, and I think you're getting back out there, and yeah. it seems like you're not phased too much by it. No. Um, I did learn um, that gloves come in handy uh, when you fly over uh, your handlebars. Um, let's see here. A favorite piece of gear can be anything. It can be, for me, it's many instances something that's outlasted and certainly didn't cost as much as other stuff because yeah. I get let down by gear all the time. It The video is awesome. The, 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 the promotional content for it is pretty yeah. cool. And then you're like, oh, I get it. And then it's, it's I don't know, it, yeah. it breaks pretty quickly. Um, let's see here. Probably, I recently got a, um, like, I'm, I'm, I like working with my hands. My, I got my own little, little bike shop at home. Um, and Crank Brothers actually makes a, um, 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 why am I drawing a blank? Um, 
Crank Brothers makes a lot of multi-tools. They it's make a, lever. I have a multi-tool, but it's a, um, it's tire levers. So they have these little right. black tire levers, which has like a handle on it. And for me to get my tubeless tires off my, uh, my zip wheels is nearly to impossible. And like these, like they work so well. Oh, and uh, you can pick them up at any uh, local bike shop for like cheap. All right. And I think in addition to that, um, for the cyclists of Chicago, the chain link, mainly Yasmin, mm -hmm. came up with a questionnaire that I thought was interesting. And that's what we did for that uh, piece. Did you ever see that kind of mm -hmm. series of cyclists of Chicago? Yeah. Okay, cool. So we asked people uh, a couple of things, and I think we've gone over a few of them. Um, uh, but most of these were because we're meant to be on the ride. So I'm uh, when you stop somebody while they're on the ride. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I'll, I'll do the ones that are relevant for now. And I think you've answered, what do you do for work? Mm -hmm. So you're um, a programmer. And I didn't really realize this about you. I wouldn't have. I thought you were somewhere in like in design or like marketing or that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I worked for an agency of marketing. I did work in the agency life. So, yeah. But programmers to me, in my mind, are less kind of personable, less uh, outgoing. And you seem to be yeah. like very personable and very outgoing. Yeah. No, my mother says I've never met a stranger. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's interesting. There's probably a lot more like you. It's just the the stereotype, right? Yeah. Do you have a lot of coworkers, right? Uh, I have a couple. Um, there's three of us that ride year round for the most part. Did you see that picture I posted up in the in the in our Facebook group for the chain link? Uh, which one? I posted a picture of my the bike room at the building yes, where I work. Yes. Did you it's see empty. that? It was beautiful. It's a 68 story building and it's got this awesome bike room with like a little workbench and, mm -hmm. and some tools in there. And it's got maybe what, I don't know, maybe that in that room, there's like room for 20, 30 bike bikes. Yeah. And then there's an additional, additional room outside for like maybe another 10, 15. Was there a shower? No, there's not a shower, but this room's like it's only key access, and you got to pay for it. And um, oh, there's a shower at the gym, so you could make that work. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, a no, sixty-eight it's story building downtown. It's only got like three bikes. <laughs> hey, if I work downtown, I'm not like my bike outside again. So. No, then that's what they told me. So that's why I paid for this. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not a huge amount. It's just like an annual fee, a small annual fee. But I thought. I was like, I'm not supposed to leave my bike outside. And I, and my idea was to buy like a, a shit bike and just ride that to work. But I think for us bikers, it's hard. Like you start oh, I was actually, bikes. I was, when I picked up my bike from uh, Tailwind Cycles uh, the other night, I was told, uh, Steve, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was really thinking about buying like a, uh, like a commuter for like a hundred, 200 bucks, but my taste is just so expensive. <laughs> And then you start getting into stuff that, of course, they'll be wanting oh, yeah. to steal. <laughs> All right. The, the going, continuing on the questionnaire, uh, the, here's a question that might make be more relevant now you're, that you're more mature mm -hmm. and not a kid anymore. But why, why ride? I mean, there's a lot of reasons not to. Yeah. Well, um, I ride to just i enjoy riding I, I enjoy the exercise it gives me i enjoy the experience the people that i meet um 
I feel like whenever I take the CTA, uh, which I, you know, I had to do recently, um, I feel like I get sick. Um, people are like, sort of like you're crunched in like a, you know, sardines in a can. So you've hated these couple, those last couple of weeks that oh, you've had miserable. to not ride. Like I had bikers, like, um, like uh, I was in a, I was in a, I was just bumming out. I was just like, oh, I just want to ride my bike. <laughs> I, sw- I did a 20 mile ride this morning and like that's pretty cool like i was like man i'm out of shape now and like i was off a bike for two weeks so yeah i need to get back on because i just it's hard for me to find motivation to take this yeah. 40 pound downhill bike out into the street you have you considered indoor training no fuck that why would i like i don't mind the cold like i would yeah you're joking, right? You were joking. Mm. That was a joke. Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, no. I need. I just need to get out there. Yeah. Yeah. I need to just forget, like, forget about what people think or whatever, and just ride my bike. Because well, the I key thing need... about riding year round is knowing um, how to dress in layers. I think I've I've learned that, um, yeah. and and I've also learned kind of that you're always going to be either cold or or, or hot There's yeah. it, it, it's hard to find that middle ground yeah. and and the next day is going to change and wind chill is going to change and it's rough yeah you're going with the wind against the wind yeah. my best friend has been especially now that i especially since my rides have been like getting on the cta getting on the pace bus mm-hmm. and then out to the trails and then it's like i don't know in, in fahrenheit but it, it it's been like 10 or less when I've been out there and it's snowing or whatnot and you messed up in some sort of thing and your hands are cold or your feet mm-hmm. are cold. And I've learned to carry the warmers, the oh, chemical yeah, yeah. warmers. Mm-hmm. That's like my, that's, that's a key. Uh, that's it's, probably it's my cool. favorite piece of gear for the winter. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like, okay, I'm scared of going out cause I don't know if I'm dressed correctly. And these things will be the ones that are like, okay, if you are, you you'll be cool because mm-hmm. then your hands won't you won't get frostbite or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I've had like I, I you have like waterproof boots or something. Yeah, I do. Somebody re- recommended the the plastic bag, and I've done that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I actually have a pair of uh, specialized uh, boots. They're, they're um, waterproof. They're waterproof. Yeah. Yeah, I figure I need to, but I, I need to ride more in the. W- I ride through the winter, but I don't ride a lot. Yeah. in the winter so i need well to you don't have do you wear do cleats on your shoes yeah and that's a huge issue because water sips through there sometimes that's why the plastic bag works mm-hmm. for me right. i wear i wear five tens cleat shoes that are basically for yeah biking. um all right next question favorite place to ride oh in the city um let's see here. I recently um uh my friend Bailey recommended this. I went to go test ride a um a bike. Um it was a specialized um cosmic stallion. He's like you wanna put this to the test? I'm like, Yeah. Like, well, I wanna do I, w- I wanna do more than just ride this bike around the block to see if I like it. He gave me a little uh, trail, told me to head, you know, cut through here, and it's a little uh, uh, off the beaten path, as they would say. Uh, and it's a uh, it's out in uh, West Town area. Okay, interesting. Um, and it's uh, 
near the uh, the tracks. So this is off road. A little bit, yeah. A little bit L- of gravel. A little, little bit of gravel. A little bit of gravel. Little okay. bit of gravel. And what, what's this bike specialized cosmic what? The specialized. It's specialized. It's a all city cosmic stallion. It's a uh, all city's latest gravel. Gravel. Uh, okay. Bike. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that's interesting. A, a one hidden spot in the city. Yeah, it's, it's he's uh, becoming uh, your favorite. Have you done yeah. that again? Uh, I will uh, when it warms up. I'm actually uh, about to sign up when I get home for uh, Barrier Bay. Uh, I'll do a 62 mile gravel race in uh, April. Next question. Yes. Well, that's a that's a big gravel ride. Well, I did Apple Cider Century, which is 100 miles. Yeah, but when I think gravel, I think this, like, very loose mm-hmm. kind of surface. That oh, you it's pedal hilly, too. And it doesn't move. The bike doesn't yeah. move. Is that that kind of gravel, or is it hard-packed gravel? That Depends on the weather. Find? Okay. That no, must suck. I, I've never, like, Barrier Bay last year, I did it, and it was my first and only DNF my entire life. God. Okay, and I think, yeah, I've heard several people that, Happened that happens. I went into hyperthermia there. afterwards, so yeah, that's brutal. Wow, yeah. and no jumps, no downhills, no nothing. You're well, just out there for the suffering, yeah, that's just, cool. just pain and suffering. <laughs> it's raining too. Um, yeah, um, anything interesting that happened to you when riding? So, we talked about two things, Dord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Dord. Let's talk about a positive thing, a really positive interesting, thing. awesome yeah. thing that's happened to you by bike. By um. Biking. A lot of positive things happen. I meet new people. No, no, um, let's talk about one big one. One big thing that happened. Let's see here. And that's in ever, like whenever, yeah. since you've started biking. Hmm. Biggest thing is like, I guess it's been a lot of friends. Like everywhere I go, I see somebody. Like I did a ride this morning. I did a 20 mile ride this morning. I get up at a stop sign and I see this person crossing the street and like, Hey Zach. I'm like, Oh, Hey. <laughs> and then I finished the ride and I'm at getting coffee and someone walks in like, Hey Zach, how you doing? I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, it's just, it's a small world. It's ridiculous. Um, but one of the biggest experiences I've had that was positive. Like that I love to see is, um, like, I hate waking up at like five o'clock in the morning, but when I get up and I look at that sunrise at like six thirty, up by the lake and you see the glassy water and the, like the orange sky illuminating. Oh my gosh. Like I could post a photo on Instagram all day. It means nothing unless you're actually there yeah. and seeing it. But that's after you've gone out, right? It's that. That's actually mid, but yeah. No, I mean, but you gotta get yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, get there brutal, first, man. I have an issue with getting up. You actually have to grow out of bed. Yeah, that early, and I have to sometimes yeah. when I want to get out to the trails. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you know how it works right now with the trails. It's like the freeze thaw. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to freezing temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm gonna. Uh, do you, you use Camber, right? Yeah, I use Camber all the yeah, time. Yeah, to see if it's But green. I use more of the Facebook because th- that's where people are like oh, really? updating uh, more. Oh, I, I use the website. It has like the red light, green light. Yeah, but sometimes they don't do update it. Update it in time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it recently happened that I don't know what happened. There's a lot of drama out there. It's funny. Uh, but there was a lot of people that used to update that 
And for some reason now they've cut it back. Um, maybe because some people didn't like the the official updates from some others. So uh, now you only get updates from a couple of people mm -hmm. and they're not necessarily um, when you want them. So you go on uh, what I want. I, I'm more of a, I don't necessarily want to go by the like absolute like set in stone rules. I'd much rather not do something that people are going to be pissed about. So generally if you go on the chat on the Facebook like um, group, the, mm -hmm. the people will tell you like, no, I think it's good. Or yeah. I was there this morning and it's pretty okay. Cause um, I think those, you gotta make those like uh, trail closures uh, distinctions for people that don't know a lot. So yeah. they might not know to avoid certain sections. Right. And you Some people don't even know where it. sections are. Right. So, and it's pretty, it took me a while. It's not that easy over there in Palos and we got to go out there somewhere. Sometime. Yeah. No, you I have your mountain bike with you? No, I sold it. So you don't have any... Oh, I sold okay. my mountain bike. I'll take my cross bike out so there. So you're that committed about not going off I, road? I cool. bought the mountain bike and I went to Payless like three times last year. And you didn't like it that much? No, I liked it. I just couldn't... I had to... I didn't... I couldn't justify... I had yeah. to... Uh, and it, it's a ways out there. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I mean, that's why I'm hesitant to buy a new bike. I sold it to a gentleman that lives near Payless that he wanted to ride with his son. Oh, that's I was like, cool. I was like, all right. So this goes into I'm going to deviate from the because we're running out of time and yes. I'm going to deviate from the, the questionnaire. And I think this is more of a personal question. It's mm -hmm. going to be useful for me. You have a daughter. Mm -hmm. I have a two month old mm -hmm. daughter right now. So how is that? I've seen you teach her biking. How's uh yeah, any I, tips? This summer I got her comfortable riding on Lawrence. Riding in the streets in the bike lane. That's gotta be a challenge. Oh, it's it's it wasn't easy. I've um, tried to get my wife biking and she's almost hit me. Yeah. Like she hates I Um small steps. Um <laughs> and then uh like I would start off with a push bike. Right at the beginning, mm -hmm. that I totally agree. And yeah. go from push bike to uh, no training wheels, like oh my god, like just, just skip over training wheels together and just work with a balanced bike. Just got this image in my head. I hadn't thought about that. So my daughter was born here. Yes, she's a Chicago. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's a Chicago. You're gonna yeah. meet her right now. Right. Um, she's a Chicago one. Yeah. Holy shit! Is she gonna be like a cyclocrosser or brody? She could be. <laughs> oh my god. My wife was telling me about all this stuff, like when she starts dating and stuff. And I, oh my I gosh. hadn't thought my about when she wants to crazy. get a, <laughs> I think I'm more afraid of when she starts asking me about a road buddy. Oh, yeah. I've been like, oh my God, let's sit down. Let me talk you through this. Let's yeah. reconsider. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. No, so uh, uh, any challenges that have arised out of that? Yeah. She's liked it? She loves it? No, yeah, she liked it, yeah. She actually wanted to race cross this year. I was like, let's do some a few practice that's laps cool. first. Okay, that's a major and, thing. Uh, and once she can actually do a whole lap without getting tired, we'll, we'll consider it. <laughs> but that's certainly a good thing. She yeah. wants to get more involved. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So you see her... Becoming a part of the sport? yeah no I can see you're coming apart and that's all like, on you and I asked her, I was like what do you want for Christmas she's like I want a skateboard I'm like all right that's pretty cool too I'm like all right all right <laughs> I will challenge you I took her to the skate shop here in Chicago and uh, I was like we went down and got on the skate I threw out four different skateboards I was like all right 
So I explained like what each skateboarder. Cause I used to be a skateboarder. Okay. Um, back in like way back in the day before I was into bikes, and I was like I told her all the different skateboards, and I she got on the skateboards, and she she crushed it. I'm like. You actually have some pretty good balance. All right. But you, so you were gonna challenge her to what? To oh, you thought it was gonna be harder. I, I for thought her? I thought she was like like oh, I was on a skateboard. It was like I'm like but the guy's skateboard was from like Target, and I'm like, Got it. that's not you, that bike. That bike does the skateboard doesn't even go anywhere. It's just you know whatever. But she still preferred biking to the skateboard. Uh, well, I she also wants a road bike. <laughs> nice. Now it's yeah. I mean it's a good thing, but yeah, it's gonna she, be an expensive she wants, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Like once she stops growing, uh, we'll see about getting her a new bike. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is okay. That, that I mean, I'm. It's gonna be a positive for me if my yeah. bi- my my daughter even wants a bike. Yeah, and a skateboard would be cool. I actually thought about getting a skateboard because I'm really close. As I told you where I work, right? So I could skateboard. I could work. see you on a longboard. Yeah, but I was thinking, and you could, and, and this is going to be the last thing before we close this out because nobody in the bike world is going to be interested in this. Nope. But what, like, isn't, is it easy to skate on the road here? Because I've, I've never, I've never done it. I've never done it. It might be like a little yeah. bit too much friction. Well, there's these skateboards now that are uh, um, controlled by, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like the boosted board. It's like an e bike. see nice type kind of thing. I right? hate e bikes. You hate e-bikes. I hate e-bikes. I hate e-bikes too. But yeah. boosted boards are not that bad. Is it the same for you? Like uh, you hate. I don't like e-bikes. Um, but you you don't like boosted boards either. Boosted either? boards are okay. Like they're interesting. Like I've seen them and I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. But like, here's my question: Do you need a boosted board to get around the city, or could you get the around the flat. city? You don't need it. So you, you uh, so the a regular skateboard rolls perfectly fine over the streets of chicago i cannot answer that question i've never ridden a skateboard on the streets of chicago i'm just i'm just wondering if i'm gonna be like pushing and like (laughs) i feel like like with the potholes that i see on my bike i don't know if i want to yeah i've abandoned that that idea but it uh, and i wanted to get a target uh skateboard and just roll over to work why don't you just throw money in the lake yeah you're right yeah yeah so that's why i'm not getting a, a a commuter bike either (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to get a better mountain bike. Yeah. And uh um, Yeti. I'm thinking about getting a 27 plus hardtail. Okay. Smart titanium. <laughs> Not smart. That's no, no, expensive. No. Uh, and 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 this will be my do everything or a 29. There's a 29er Kona Hanzo titanium mm-hmm. that I think could do everything. I think Are you sure you want 29? Well, that's the thing. I think it's good, like for the lakefront and like doing long distance. Yeah, twenty nine is great for distance, but if you're doing downhill stuff, so I, you I, want like twenty six or twenty seven. Oh yeah, no, no, I know for sure. But I've I've actually tested this bike out in Palos and well, for Palos whatever, isn't yes, really count, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't know where I'm gonna be next, man. Um, Argentina. Argentina. That'd Did be you beautiful. say that? Yeah. No, what about like Chile, like next to Santiago, oh where yeah? you can do snowboarding and then go out to the beach in the same day and still have a corporate job downtown. Perfect. Yeah, that would be badass. I think there's a few. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, well, no, I shouldn't say that. This is one of the things I shouldn't say to the podcast. But yeah, um, I think there's certainly a lot of better places in Chicago uh, to bike. Mm. Yeah, that's hard, right? Because the, the community here is pretty amazing. No, 
the bike the Chicago is one of the quote unquote safest cities to bike in uh based off of um some type of statistic that I saw on the internet somewhere um <laughs> but uh, are you throwing out fake news here fake news um <laughs> no I was like I, I want to say DNA info said something okay. like that um but they don't exist anymore they actually closed their doors um DNA info sh- closed their doors yeah I didn't know this we could talk about this later <laughs> um it was uh no Chicago is great for biking it's flat it's a grid it's not hard to get lost. If you get lost, just know that the lake is going to be yeah, you're gonna on the east. Yeah, that, I like that. No, it's a it's a very uh, it's a very easy city yeah. to get around. Yeah, and the bike lanes have made it great. Like I was um, out by, um, I think it was the Southport um, Brown Line stop. I was coming back from dinner or a movie or something. I don't know what it was, and I see this little stand like a park like repair stand next to like the bike racks and i'm like man this city really has you know their stuff together and then there's a bike pump that didn't work and i was like oh, okay never mind well that's pretty cool i'm I'm glad and i think we, we we this is this is ending on a good note because i'm glad people realize here that it's certainly a very bike friendly city um especially considering its size yeah. um and that you're in the midwest and that yeah. people love their car- cars out here people i mean there's a lot of of bike lanes yeah there's a uh, the dvs are pretty amazing too i i ride uh, dvs something yeah, i know that yeah. this is this is something that's not very popular in the bike yeah. world but i love just leaving it the there idea i love caring. the idea of divvies you just D- don't like dv riders i don't like dv riders i'm a dv rider and i get well, shoved all the time like people would go and no i love <laughs> like some dv riders are fine but like like there's those people that you know they don't wear helmets they're all over the place like I the dv rider on lake on the road is bike on lakeshore drive see okay let, let's let's take a couple of minutes yeah. more to discuss this here's one thing that i find interesting have you ever heard the, f- the the when people say that the best camera you could have as a videographer or as a photographer is the one you have on you mm-hmm. and i think the where that goes is that you, the the cool thing is to actually ha- be taking photos and mm-hmm. taking video. It doesn't matter if it's super high quality or yeah. great. It, you're, you're, you're getting out there. Yeah. I tend to think similarly about bikes, and I I know this is not popular, but I love to see people out there biking. Yeah, um, it's not a law to wear a helmet. Um, it is not. And and I know for sure that a lot of people are discouraged because of that. I think once you get into biking for a while and then you realize, yeah, it's really important to wear a helmet yeah. and most people will. But I also think it kind of discourages a lot of people from doing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see people out there. Yeah. No, I am too. But just, stay, reckless. just stay just stay off Lakeshore Drive. Oh, but wait, nobody rides on Lakeshore Drive. There was a Divi rider last summer that was on Lakeshore Drive. Riding? Yes. On Lakeshore Drive? Yes. <laughs> okay, that I'm... I actually feel sorry for that person. I yeah. hope they didn't have a really bad. No, they, they were didn't. probably lost. Yes, um, but no. On a on a positive note, I do love what Divi's does, and I do with, like appreciate what they're doing. Um, and it's yeah, no, it's a great deal if, if you do the math. Um, it's cheaper than taking the CTA, um, and as long as you bring it back every thirty minutes. 
So, so what, let's end with this. What are you, what, what would be the perfect DV program for you? See, the problem is people don't know. They abuse Divi in a sense. Like I've seen people ride a Divi bike. He put a Divi bike on a bus. <laughs> on the rack of yeah, the bus. Yeah, on the rack of a bus. <laughs> I'm like, I, people. Okay, so you don't mind the actual Divi like, uh, The Divi program, program is great. It's just people don't know how to use it correctly. It's a ride. I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like Divi was made for commuters. You go to work on a Divi. You park the, you from home to work, park it at the Divi station, not at work. Um, you get off work or you go to lunch, take a Divi to lunch and yeah. back. And then you go home, park the Divi back at home. That's what it was made for. It's not, oh, I'm going to get a Divi for the entire day. I'm like, no. Right. That's when you go to like the bike shop that has bike rentals and you pay half the price you're going to pay in. And there's plenty of those in the lakefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Th- I totally agree with you. I, I haven't, I hadn't realized people misuse it. Um, I've, I've been a Divi user in downtown, and, it, and I used to do it. I, I'm certainly glad with them because they got my wife riding. Yeah. And we would go out like on weekends before the baby, <laughs> and, uh, and have a couple of drinks, and then go back on the Divi. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, well, I think um, um, we could certainly end it off with that. Yeah. I think uh, Chicago is a pretty awesome city. I'm glad that somebody that spent way much longer time than me here thinks the same. And I'm glad you're contributing to it. Uh, yeah. Another cyclist of Chicago doing good. Thanks for being on the podcast. No, uh, thank Zach. you. Um, let's see uh, if we can make this uh, a regular thing. No, for sure. Awesome. And we'll end it with that. All right. Done. Cheers. <laughs>